This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie Deschal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, I'm going to read verses 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Verse 19 They are not found that return to give glory to God except or save this stranger. Verse 19, last verse. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith have made thee whole. Amen. You know, every time I read the scripture, I have to say the same thing every time. That after you hear the reading of God's word, it would be great to punctuate it with a great amen. So I'm going to read the verse 19 one more time. And then we're going to see if we'll learn this lesson once and for all. Verse 19, the scriptures read, And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. Amen. Amen. Tonight I'm going to share with you from the topic, Life After the Breakthrough. Life After the Breakthrough. Spirit of living God, I pray that you would move now and touch your servant. And touch your people. Give them ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Continue to lead us in this direction. Continue to unfold the power of the breaker. Continue to show us the necessity of breakthroughs. Continue, Lord God, to help us to know what to do after the breakthrough. So I'm praying tonight, oh God, that you will put something in us that remind us of who you are, that we'll go home our And that we'll leave here better than what we were before we arrived. That we'll go home and find things better than what they were before we left. And that years from now, we'll still be on the battlefield for our Lord. That we'll not turn back. We'll not go back. We'll not quit. We'll not give in, give up. We'll not throw in the towel. But we'll endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. We believe you, God. We take you tonight at your word. Speak this word to this group, but to many even around the world, that they might be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Help us get the deliverance that is ours, this total healing that is promised to those who know how to live life after the breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do me a favor. My tradition at home is to put your hands together for the word of the Lord. The enemy is a savvy creature. Pastor Bonnie shared a little bit of that the other day. He said, we're not ignorant of his devices, his schemes, 
It is recorded in the text, the things that he does. He is very predictable. But he's also subtle. He's crafty. He's the most subtle creature that ever walked this earth. Now, one thing I know for sure, and here you got to get this. Whenever God moves in the life of his people and does what only God can do, the devil comes immediately. He comes immediately. If there's one thing the devil wants you to do is to allow your current conditions to mess with your faith, your present conditions. Many of us are weakened. I hear a baby just screaming and, uh, you know, many of us are, are, are weakened in our faith simply because of our current conditions and situations. And so the enemy is not after anything but our faith. The text says, will the son of man find faith on the earth when he returns? He doesn't mind you hearing the word. Follow me now. He just doesn't want you to live the word. Come on, go lean in now. He doesn't want you to apply the word to your lives. Mark 4, 14, I'll prove that he comes immediately. Verse 14, Mark 4, 14, 15. The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown into their hearts. One of his tactics, but not ignorant of his devices, is that he comes immediately when the word is preached to try to take that word, to try to steal that word, lest it find root in your heart. And so we realize that he comes immediately. He comes immediately to try to take the word sown into your spirit. Why? He knows how faith comes. If we hide that word in our hearts, and if we manifest that word in our lives, he knows that we won't sin against God. So the enemy comes immediately to steal the word, lest you believe it and be saved, lest you believe it and be delivered, lest you believe it and get and keep your breakthrough. Some of you have been challenged just since yesterday, just since hearing the message. Even this afternoon, you've been challenged after being touched by the Spirit of God and the man of God as you heard the Word of God. People can leave the auditorium and go back to their dwelling, their hotel, their room, and fuss and fight like they've never heard from God before in their lives. So let's set the record straight. Your breakthrough is your breakthrough. What God has for you is for you. The devil cannot stop you from getting your breakthrough. It's after the breakthrough that we need to be concerned because the devil tries to sever our relationship with the breaker after the breakthrough comes. He doesn't want you to have this continued relationship with the one who set you free. He doesn't want you to have this unique uh, connection with the one who has the power over all of his powers. So I said last night that a breaker comes in many forms. Uh, in the days of Israel, when they were in Egypt, the breaker was Moses. When the children of Judah were in Babylonian captivity, the breaker was Cyrus. 
But then we said the ultimate breaker that delivered all of us from sin and reconciled man to God is Jesus, the Messiah, Yahshua HaMashiach himself. So he doesn't just deliver us, though. The difference in Jesus being our breaker and the other breakers is that Jesus delivers us and he's the breaker that can make us whole. The others are seasonal, but Jesus is perpetual. So there was no doubt that God moved and the breaker was here last night. I want to put a pin there because I believe that God paid us a visit last night. And I believe that in the hearts of a whole lot of people, you encountered and engaged the breaker like you've never embraced him or engaged him before. There's no doubt in my mind that the breaker was here all day today as Pastor Tom was ministering and many of you got prophetic words and many of you experienced the power of the works and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I know for a fact that for so many people, their breakthrough just doesn't last very long. You got people, man, they'll talk about God moved last night, and today you can never, you not even tell whether they even met the Lord or even know him at all. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know that last night you were on fire? Today you're as cold as ice. The God that we know, the God that we love, we call him the breaker. But now I know something, and I got to share this with you, because as soon as something happens to so many people, they lose every bit of Holy Ghost they have. And I'm trying to tonight let you know how not to let that happen. Also, keep in mind, the people of God are peculiar people. They live for a breakthrough, even if they don't live for God. Yeah, you got to get that. I'll let that sink in. They'll live for the breakthrough even if they won't live for God. So many people want to be delivered, they just don't want to be obedient. So many people want God to set them free, but they don't really want to commit everything to God. But we must know that the Lord doesn't just come and go. When he works in your life, this isn't the old dispensation. This isn't the Old Testament, the old covenant where the Spirit would come and the Spirit would go. When he breaks us out, he wants to stay with us. He, he wants to move in with us. Matter of fact, as New Testament believers, he comes inside of us. And he wants to be your help always and in all things, all of the time, forever. And so that's the breaker. That's the God we serve. And I hope y'all are shouting in your spirit because I sure can't hear you up here. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, it shares with us this. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man can do to me or what can man do to me. So tonight, I'm talking about life after the breakthrough, how to keep your deliverance, how to be made every whit whole. Also, I'm talking about a right relationship with the breaker after the breakthrough. So remember, when Jesus was passing between Samaria and Galilee, he runs into 10 lepers. One of them, he says, was a Samaritan. Jesus goes on to call him a stranger. Normally, Jews and Samaritans have no dealing with each other. 
they have no dealings. But we have learned that trouble is no respecter of person. And when there's problems, I don't care whether you're black, white, red, brown, or other, when the problems come and everybody experiences the problems, it will bring you together. It is no respecter of persons. And so now here are 10 lepers, and one of them is Samaritan, but they're all in the same boat. They all are dealing with the same issue. They all have the same problem. Lepers were disdained in that day. They were... No, there wasn't any save the leper campaigns going on. There was nobody lobbying for them for their deliverance. They were considered unclean. And when somebody broke that 300 yard, uh, that 100 yard plane or that 300 foot plane that, that was in the law that they couldn't come close to you, they'd have to cry out, unclean, unclean. They had to let you know that they were lepers. They were rottening on their feet. They were rottening away. To look at them was often sometimes unbearable. They were beggars and castaways, outcasts. You think you got it bad. These lepers didn't fit in anywhere. They were tormented also in their minds. Imagine the haunting memories of loved ones, wives that they could no longer embrace, children they could no longer play with, homes that they were barred from, jobs that they could no longer work. Even corporate worship at the synagogue was off limits to them. It was taboo because they were lepers. And even worse, they could watch it from a distance, but they couldn't partake. Imagine being able to see your family, being able to see the activity that you normally engaged in. But now, because you have leprosy, you cannot partake. They were in need of a breakthrough. They needed a breaker. Situations were too hard for them to handle. And lo and behold, they heard that the breaker himself was passing through them. Notice this, they heard about Jesus while their lives were a total mess. Isn't that how God works? While their lives were in shambles and things looked hopeless, Jesus reveals himself to them when they were at their lowest. Some of you came here this week and you were at your lowest. You're dealing with stuff that used to be private, but like leprosy now is starting to show up on the outside. People were beginning to see it, smell it, notice it. They could tell you were depressed and you had a few fears and doubts and you were getting weak and your marital problems were being voice abroad and, and you, your personality disorder was, was taking over and you weren't your normal self. Pressures of life and things had begun to bombard you in your spirit and you were heavy. You were weighted like David. You had closed your mouth and your soul was quiet in you but you said I'm going to synagogue. I'm going because I need a touch from God. You didn't know in particular that what you needed was the breaker. You didn't know that even in your lowest point even at your most needed time that the breaker will listen to you. Let me help you with something. People will tell you that when you're in bondages, that when you have problems, that God doesn't hear you because of sin and stuff in your life. Leprosy is a type of sin. We know that, that it works on the inside, eventually shows up on the outside. But what we got to know is that when we're in the lowest, when we're in bondage, the children of Israel could not have even come out of Judah of the bondage of Babylon if they couldn't hear the prophet Jeremiah. God has a way of speaking to to you in your bondage at your lowest time when you're at your worst when everybody else is talking about you God will show up and talk to you when everybody else cast you away God will show up and take you in there's nobody like our God who is like the Lord nobody who is like the Lord no 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 nobody 
nobody is like our God. So this is why I love the breaker. He reveals himself to us when we are at our lowest. It's when we need him the most that he steps in. Man, I'm, see, people came this week, man, I was, I was about to quit. You know, Pastor Tom spoke to me today and told me that my future is bright and showed me what God showed him and, and I feel better because I was thinking about throwing in the towel. You got people who are thinking about suicide. Now, Pastor Tom mentioned the man that's committed suicide here. We have a rash of them in, in the United States right now amongst leaders, Christian leaders, amongst pastors. Uh, and, and somebody came in here and in your mind, like Elijah, you were saying, God killed me. In, in your mind, you were saying, like Job, I cursed the day that I was born. But you cannot walk away. Somebody was saying, I'm going to leave the ministry. I'm going to give this thing up. I'm going to take a job. I'm going to go back to my profession. I'm going to make some money. Why? Because things get difficult. Things get hard. Who ministers to the minister? Who supports the person that's supporting everybody else? Who says to the person that just gave out, come on, get up, you can do it again? Who pours into the leader? And that's why a synagogue is so important because here you can drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Here somebody can come whose bellies are filled with living water and douse you with water, bring you back to life, snap you out of your situation, snap you upside your spiritual head and say you shall live and not die and declare the wonderful works of the Lord. I wish I had some help in here. Somebody came this week and you came in need of deliverance. You came for the breaker and you didn't even know it. You were going to give up. So today, some of you got affirmations and reaffirmations that your best days are ahead of you. You heard from heaven through your earthly breaker to stir up your gifts. I wrote it down when Pastor Tom said, stir up your gifts that was given unto you by the laying home on the hands of the presbyter. Stir up your gift. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember where God found you. Remember what God said to you. Remember when you needed him the most. Listen, how many of you can remember a time when you did want to quit, when you did want to give up, when you did want to turn around, when you thought it was too difficult? Do I have anybody in here? But God brought you out of that. And if God brought you out from that, he can take you out of this. If God has ever done that, then God can do this. Matter of fact, if he can save you, he can do anything. Because some of you were no good, good for nothing, low down, scum of the earth, backbiting, homong with sinners on your way to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, with his great love, wherewith he loved us, he reached down, he saw your faults, but he met your need and he delivered you and saved you. Don't look at me like that, because such were some of you. But now you are washed, and now you are sanctified, and now you are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, you better remember where you come from. You can't give God praise and you can't expect him to move for you if you don't remember what he's already done for you. You got to recall where you were when he found you. Recall what situation you were in. Recall how lost you were. And if God would save you when you were lost, what more will he do for you now that you're found, now that you're his? He loves you with an everlasting love. It's needed. We need the breaker. This is why I love the breaker. God has given us something on the inside to handle what's going on on the outside. These lepers heard and knew the breaker had done it for others. But what if he did it for them? 
Uh, there are a whole lot of people in the body. They've heard the stories of God healing other folk. They had heard about Jesus raising the dead, giving sight to the blind. They had heard about Jesus uh, walking on water and, and all the other miracles that had happened up to this point. And so now he's coming by. People are like that, you know. They believe that God is a healer. They just don't believe that he'll heal them. You got a lot of people who preach healing who don't believe that God will heal them. I know not helping me. I'm telling you that we've got to learn how to lay hands on ourselves. The, the, the challenge, physician, you got to know how to heal yourself. Take your own medicine. Come on, talk to me here. Believe God for your own deliverance. You don't need another hand laid on your head. You got these little slots on our head and we got hands that fit us. When are you going to get to the place in your life where you stand still and say, God, I'm your child. God, I believe that you didn't just heal uh, those boys back in the day. You didn't just heal those lepers and cleanse them. You didn't just heal Naaman of his. You can heal me of my leprosy, my sin, my situation. I believe God when you believe God for yourself. And these lepers had got to a point to where they said, we believe in God now for ourselves. They heard that he was passing by and it was on. In Luke 17 and 12, listen to what it says. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him they stood at a distance and called out how in a loud voice say it with me how in a loud voice say it like you mean it how in a loud voice they began to make noise remember first the noise and then the breaker uh, no, first the noise and then the breaker get the picture they were waving their issues at him look at this they were waving their stumped arms the appendages and leprosy begin to rot off from the outside exterior down. Noses, ears, arms, hands. They begin to wave them in his, his presence. They, they, they begin to point to each other's missing limbs. They begin to, over, Jesus! Over here, they made a loud noise. Look, look at us. Look, 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 look at us. Others won't even look our way. Look at us. We need you all. We need you. Look at us, Jesus. As bad off as they were, they were not ashamed of what was wrong with them in his presence. Yeah, you, you got it. You got it. When, when the breaker is present, uh, we can't be ashamed to reveal our issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's here to heal us that are ailing. He's here to heal what's ailing you, to halt what's been haunting you, and to trip what's been tracking you. He's here, but you got to let him know. You got to become loud. When you sense his presence, you can't hide what's hurting you. When you know he's here, you've got to come clear with him because he can handle it. He can handle. He can handle whatever your situation is. He can handle it. Whatever you're going through, he can handle it. Whatever happening in your mind, he can handle it. He's God all by himself. They said, Jesus! They made a loud noise. Look at us. Look at us. Look at my situation. Look at my marriage. Look at my children. Look at us. Jesus! They let him, let him know what their issues were. They got loud. They made noise. They, they wanted the breaker to know how serious they were. Like blind Bartimaeus, the more they told him to shut up, the louder he got before the breaker. There comes a noise. Luke 17, 13. Look at what it says. They cried aloud. They said, Jesus, Master, 
have mercy on it. I don't know whether it was three-part harmony. I don't know whether it was four-part. I don't know whether they had tenors, alto, soprano. Uh, 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 I don't know how they did it, but they said it together. Jesus, master, have mercy. Notice, Jesus, master. Yes, teacher, but watch this. Also, he's master of whatever your dilemma is. He's master of cancer. He's master of depression. He's master of bipolar disorders. He's master of bad marriages. He's master of oppression. He's master of HIV. He's master of STDs. He's master of anything that has come to make you lose your faith in God. He's the master of the universe. He's master. He's Lord and he's in charge. I wish I had about 10 people that knew he was master of your dilemma, master of your situation, master of your mind struggles. He's master. He is God. And he works for us. And he works even through us. The devil wants you to think that you're crazy. He wants you to think that your situation is incurable. He wants you to believe that you're totally dysfunctional. He wants you to think that no one cares. And he wants you to believe that nobody really understands. But I come tonight to say one thing. You can agree with me or not. I'm going to still say it. The devil is a liar. Oh, yeah. If he's ever told you what wasn't going to happen, go ahead and start working towards that. If he, never, if he ever told you that you're not going to be successful, go ahead and put it on your refrigerator. I am successful. He's a liar and the father of lies. If the devil is in your ear telling you that you'll never get up, you'll never come out, you'll never be free, you'll never get your ultimate breakthrough, then you ought to be getting ready to shout even tonight because you might be nearer and closer to your ultimate breakthrough than you ever thought. Some of y'all need to stop shouting on one day and pouting on the next day. Some of y'all need to learn how to shout when you feel like it. Shout when you don't feel like it. Run when ain't nobody chasing you. Dance when you ain't got no music playing. Some of y'all need to learn how to just know he's God all by himself. And he's worthy to be worshipped whether he does another thing or not. You don't have to be, I'm going to show you, you don't have to be totally healed to give God glory. You've got to give God glory by faith. So, so, so he, hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. They didn't want any money. They, they, they didn't want a new car. They didn't want new clothes. They wanted mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Mercy is what gets you out of bed. In the morning. Mercy is what allows you to lift up your holy hands in this place tonight. Goodness and mercy is what's following you all the days of your life. Mercy is what gets you your breakthrough. You don't need stuff. You need God's mercy. We are now in relationship with God. So what does that allow us to do? To come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We all have times of need. And what you need to come and get you is some mercy. Jesus, Master, have mercy. They asked for mercy, and they got it. Now watch this. The text lets us know that Jesus answered their request. And here's what he said to them, Luke 17, 14. He just simply said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now you got to get this. This is important. The priests were the culprits here. Remember? 
They were the ones who had examined them and pronounced them as unclean and leprous. What does the priest represent? The priest represents religion and the status quo. You see, it's religion and tradition that makes the word of God of none effect. You didn't get that. People are not healed. Things are not happening. A woman was in church for 18 years, bowed over. And then Jesus shows up one day. And he looks at the woman and said, woman, thou art healed. In essence, in the tense that it was, he was saying, baby, you're already healed. Nobody here has told you. They're so religious in their practices. They're praying loud, vain, repetitious prayers. They're wearing white robes, and they look good like a sepulcher. They're clean and white on the outside, but on the inside, they're full of dead man's bones. They accomplish the globe to make one proselyte, and so doing, they make them twice the son of hell. This is not what I came for. I did not come from religion. You see, they search the scriptures, and in them, they think they have eternal life, but the scriptures testify in me, but they won't come to me that they might have life. And because they didn't come to me, guess what? I came to you. And woman, thou art loose. Oh, no, that was too good for you just to sit there like a crocodile by the Zambezi and act like you didn't hear what God just said to you. Some people need to know tradition and religion voids God's power in their life. They were the ones that had put them out, said that they were incurable. They were the ones that in essence were responsible for the miserable life that they were living. The breaker said, go. Let the folk who cause your pain see what God has done. Oh, oh, when you leave here, you've got to go and show those who's caused your pain what the Lord has done for you this week. <laughs> you left sad, but you need to go back with a smile on your face. You left with your head gone, hung down, but you need to go back with your head lifted high. You left and you were a little sheepish, but you need to go back now bold as a lion because you are the righteous of God. I wish I had some help in here. You don't have to see it. And you don't have to even see it at this very moment. You don't have to even see what I'm saying just yet. You just have to believe it. You don't have to see it. You have to just believe it. So when God says something to you, when the preacher preaches something, when a breaker, earthly breaker declares something, you don't have to see it. You have to believe it. You got to just move your faith level up. You got to trust the breakers. So the text says in Luke 17, 14, I'll prove it. And... As they went, verse 17, verse 14, and as they went, they were cleansed. Say that. And as they went, they were cleansed. When they obeyed the breaker, their healing came gradually. Somebody say gradually. It, it, it could also say eventually. They obeyed the breaker and life begin to flow into them. Things begin to regrow. Atrophy reversed itself. They were healed as they obeyed the breaker. And the leprosy was loose from them as they went back to their communities. They were healed when the breaker pronounced them to go. And as they went back to their communities, they were healed. We can learn so much from these lepers. Think about it. They felt clean before they looked clean. They were healed before they looked healed. 
Come on, I'm preaching better than y'all looking at me. You can, you can hear something that can burst something in your spirit, and you can grab it and say, that's for me. Have you ever heard somebody preach, and all of a sudden the word becomes a rhema? It comes right into your spirit, and you say, I heard him preaching, but now he's preaching to me. And before you can see the manifestation, you claim it as your own, and you feel like the breakthrough has already come, but you haven't seen the breakthrough yet. If I get somebody in here that understands that you can be healed before you see the healing. And so as they went, they were healed. They obeyed the breaker. We can learn from these folk. Now after the breakthrough, something happened. There was another noise, and I'm almost done. The lepers left and went on their way. Watch this. And then while the breaker was walking with the disciples, they were going about their business. They heard another noise. Hey! Was that you, Peter? Now you know. Hey! Hey! Slow down! Hey! Somebody was hollering. They, they heard him. They probably looked around him. This guy that was once crippled is now running. He, he's, he, he's running towards them. They the healing is, is taking place, and it's that Samaritan leper. He's shouting and waving and, and giving thanks to the breaker. He's just shouting, and the text says he's praising God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The, the Samaritan leper came and fell prostrate before Jesus and, and, and got a revelation of deity. He, he began to worship him. He began to worship him. Now, nobody's to be worshipped but God. And he falls at the feet without a Bible training center, without a degree in, in, in theology, with, without having gone through MIM or gone through uh, or anything. He, he now gets a revelation because of his relationship, because of what happens to him. He realizes, can't nobody do this. Except God be, and this is, nobody can heal. Nobody can do this, but he worshiped him. And Jesus then asked a powerful question, and I feel like shouting. Verse 17, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Keep in mind, Micah 2.13 says that Jesus is the breaker. It says the breaker, the Messiah, will go up before them. Weren't there 10? Weren't there more than you? Why is it that only one out of you 10 have come to give God some glory? It's the same today. All of those who made a bunch of noise last night and got your <laughs> breakthrough. <laughs> what do you think about the breaker tonight? Where, matter of fact, are some of the folk who got their breakthrough last night. Some didn't come back. He said, were there not a whole bunch of y'all? So why is it a few of you have come back? I heard God saying this. I hear God speaking this while I stand here. Why is it that when I give folk their breakthrough, their healing, their miracle, that car, that family back, they don't come back and give me glory. Why do you let the enemy come immediately and steal your breakthrough? 
Well, y'all didn't get there. Why do you let trials come and steal your breakthrough? Why do we let trouble come and steal our praise for the breaker? Because your ultimate healing comes in your praise and your giving of thanks and your worship of the breaker. And just for the record, the one leper came and worshiped because he had been changed. It wasn't lip service. He knew who had changed him. He wasn't offering up this bogus thank you. He said it from his heart. You see, the other nine were Jews. What does that mean? They were used to church. They were used to religion. You know what they did? This, this, this Samaritan had nowhere to go. He ain't never been to church. He ain't never sung in the choir. He never was a greeter. He didn't work security. He didn't open the gate and close the gate when service was over. These Jews went back to ushering. They went back to singing in the choir. They went back to being greeters. They went back to working in the nursery. They went back to serving in children's church. They even went back to preaching. Here it is, y'all. God doesn't give you a breakthrough so that you can go back to what produced your need for a breakthrough. Now, you got that? Who got that? He doesn't give you a breakthrough so that you can go back to what produced your need for a breakthrough. That's why when you come to God, you got to stop saying, God, take me back. God, take me to that place. God, restore me to where I was. Where you was got you in the place that you are in right now in a need for a breakthrough. But God, make me over again. God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. God, do with me what you want to do with me. If that's not what I'm supposed to do, then don't let me go back to that. I'm going to follow you. I want your will done, not mine, in my life. Come on, talk to me here. Some of y'all wanted that man back, and look what happened. Some of y'all wanted that woman back and look what happened. Some of y'all wanted your family back, but your family was dysfunctional. Some of y'all need to say, God, what you got for me, I want it. God, I don't want to just go back to the way things were. For the way things were is what brought me to where I am. God delivers us to get him some glory, y'all. This man came and continued to follow Jesus. The others went back to the thing that produced the leprosy in their lives. We need to know what to do after the breakthrough. We owe the breaker some praise not to get the breakthrough, but after the breakthrough. We got to give God some worship, not to get the breakthrough, but after the breakthrough. All you need to get the breakthrough is a breakthrough situation. What you need after the breakthrough is to give glory to the one that you got the breakthrough from. We need to glorify God after the breakthrough. We need to live for God after the breakthrough. We need to serve God after the breakthrough. After the breakthrough, God wants you to immediately worship him and then continually worship him. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to praise him. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to glorify him. He wants you to continue to need him. I'm looking for that one leper in this room tonight. Somebody who does not want to go back to the way things used to be. I know you're in here tonight. I know don't let the enemy steal this word. Don't let the trials of life steal your continued praise. Don't you dare lose your faith. He wants to make you little breakers yourself 
himself anyhow. He wants you to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He wants you to raise up the dead. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants you to have power over all the power of the wicked. But he doesn't want to give you a temporary fix. He wants you to be totally healed, totally made whole. Key to total healing is what you do after the breakthrough. The Bible says that when the man came back and gave Jesus the praise, he said to him, arise, go that way. Your faith has made you whole. If you want to be whole, give him the praise after. If you make some noise, the breaker will come. But after the breaker come, you still got to make some noise. The leper said, hey, over here, I owe you some praise. I owe you some glory. I owe you some honor. Is there anybody here who owes God a hallelujah, who owes God a thank you, Jesus, who owes God a glory to God? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is here right now. So last night, some of you got healed. Last night, some of you got blessed. Last night, some of you, God stepped in and fixed your situation. Well, guess what? Why don't you be like that one leper? If he did that, then you owe him some praise. She laid prostrate. When this woman came down, she came and laid prostrate. You might have looked at her funny, just like that Samaritan. You might have thought who she is, just like that Samaritan. While the others were playing church, while the others were being religious, that one boy was prostrated before Jesus. Come on, talk to me here. And somebody tonight, you need to know that God wants you to lay prostrate. You need to know that God wants some sincere praise, some sincere worship. And you can stand there in no chairs if you want to. You can act cute tonight if you want to. You can continue to do what you've been doing if you want to. But in order to get what you've never had, you got to do what you've never done. Preachers have lost their joy. Preachers have lost their peace. Preachers have lost. Why? Because they lead others in worship, but they won't worship themselves. Why? Because they tell everybody else to praise, but they don't praise themselves. Preachers, in order to be made whole, you got to give God some praise. You got to worship God. You got to lay prostrate before Him. You have to be broken. You got to believe that He's the breaker. You got to believe that the breaker is here. You got to believe that the breaker can heal any problem, any situation, anything that may be ailing you. Give him your mind. Give him your heart. Bring your trouble. Bring your pain. Bring your suffering. Bring it. Bring your troubles. Bring your family matters. Bring it. Bring your sickness. Bring your disease. Bring it. Bring it. Bring your leprosy. Bring it. You've been outcast. You've been put down. You've been picked on. You felt alone. You didn't think anybody cared. You didn't think anybody wanted to be around you. People look the other way when they see you. But bring it to the breaker. Bring it to the breaker. Bring it to the breaker. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, let's say it together. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Say it again. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. 
they said it collectively and he healed them all but one of them came back and said that's not enough I just don't want a feeling I just don't want a physical healing I want to be made every whit whole I want to be changed on the inside I want to leave another way I don't want to go back to what I used to go back to. I don't want to go to what I used to go I don't want to be what I used to be say it again Jesus master have mercy on us say it again Jesus master have mercy on us and when he healed them the Bible says it wasn't long that as they were going they heard another noise now this noise wasn't have mercy because he'd already shown mercy but this noise was a praise this noise was a thank you Jesus this noise was a hallelujah this noise came from his belly he began to declare that I'm healed I'm whole I believe it I can see it now I got to give praise to the one that made it possible I've got to follow the one come on talk to me here you can't leave me Jesus I want to be with you I want to walk with you talk so right now, there's another noise that doesn't come because somebody tells you. It's a noise that comes from your belly because of what the Lord has done for you. Can't nobody tell you how to praise God. Your praise is your praise. What you say and what you do to God, can't nobody else do it. God interprets your praise the way you put it up to Him. So right now in your own way, make some noise. It's a thank you, Jesus. It's a hallelujah. It's in the spirit. Whatever. Jesus, come on, give it to him. Jesus, 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 Master, have mercy. God, I'm getting up from here, and we're getting up from here another way. We're getting up from here a new creature. We're getting up from here clothed and in our right mind. We're getting up from here, and we'll never be the same. We're going to continue to follow you all the days of our life. We're getting up from here whole. We're getting up from here healthy. God, we give you praise. We bless We bless you. Somebody bless him. Somebody bless him. My people, if you would just praise me, not because 
of what you expect. But if you would praise me for what you know, and what you know is I am that I am. I am your healer. I am your way maker. Whatever you need me to be, that I am. Do not grow faint or weary because things change. Because you're tempted. Because trials and tribulations come. Do not become weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap. Don't tire. Don't quit. Never give up. Never take your own life. I've given you life and that more abundantly. You have eternal life. And if things never get better, conditionally down here, I have prepared a place for you that where I am, you can be also. Rest, children. Rest in my presence. Don't be ashamed to show me your wounds. I knew them before you were afflicted with them. I've called you, and I'll protect you. I'll keep you. When you're afflicted, I'll deliver you. When you're in bondage, I'll come and check on you. Never lose your praise. Never stop your worship. Never, never deny the faith. Hold on. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. You lack nothing. You lack not a thing. Your desires are not mine. Like your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not mine. My thoughts are above your thoughts. But I will give you the desires of your heart. I will give you what to pray for. I'll give you what to desire. I'll show you the way. There'll be a voice behind you. Turn this way. Turn that way. Learn that voice. Learn that voice. It's the voice of goodness. It's the voice of mercy. It will follow you all the days of your life. Bless be God our Father. Blessed be the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Holy Spirit. Thank Him for the angels, those ministering spirits who are on assignment from the throne of God to help us fight our battles, who war for us in the heavenlies when our prayers seem to be unanswered. Remember this, saints. He heard you the first day. But we have an adversary. But he's already defeated. And your delay is not a deny. What God's going to do, he's going to do it. What God promised you, he's going to bring it to pass. So if I was y'all tonight, I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it looks like. 
If I was y'all tonight, I would right now slip up my hands, not with a bunch of noise, but with a solemn, peaceful resolve. God, you know how much I can bear. God, you heard me. God, give me the patience to wait on the answer. God, help me to see it as I go. Help me to feel like it's happened when I haven't seen it yet. Give me a peace to know that it's going to be all right. That even if I don't see it tonight, God, I know it's coming. And what you promise is as if it's already occurred. So I thank you for the, comp the promise. I thank you, God, for it. I thank you for that deliverance. I thank you for that healing. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my children. I thank you for the financial blessing. I thank you for the breakthrough. I thank you for the home. I thank you for that job. I thank you for peace of mind. I thank you for the power to be a witness. I thank you for the power to be bold. I thank you for the power, God, to overcome. I thank you for the power, God. I thank you for the power. But God, I lift my hands in humble submission. My hands are lifted because I surrender. It's not my will, but it's your will to be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. And we know the victory that we have on high. Oh, God, calm our fears, massage our hearts. Let us know that we know that we know everything is going to be all right. We will live and not die. We will declare the wonderful works of God. We will not die. We shall live. So, Father, we're your people. We're submitted. We're committed. We came for a breakthrough this week at Synagogue and we have received it. We have received it. We have received it. If you're a senior pastor, you're still standing out there, lift your hands. You're a senior pastor, you're still standing out. You're a senior pastor, a lead pastor. In the, come, come, come right here. Come right here. If you're a lead pastor, God's going to do something through you there are pain and hurt and so many problems in the lives of your congregations and the people that you lead. God brought you here to feel you, to replenish you. Big man, I want you to come here. Last year I came here and I sold a tie. This tie represents my mantle. Come here. This bishopric pronounced over you what God's going to do in your life. I want you to remember this day. I want you to remember this night. I want you symbolically to know that as Christ is yoked with you and you with him, so am I. And I want you to know that there is coming a major revelation and a major breakthrough in your ministry. You're going to begin to see what you've only heard. You're going to begin to walk in that which has been prophesied. Those things that have been spoken of your life that you look at and you say, I can't do that. I don't even understand that. That's not my desire. That's not where I want to go. That's not what I want to do. But watch God. 
God says, now, as you're yoked to him, I'm yoking you with separate anointings, anointings of other earthly breakers so that you can go back and break the yokes and the bondages in the lives of people. You are the pastors. God is saying to you, you have to lead your people in worship. Lead your people in praise. Lead your people in faith. Lead your, don't demand them. Don't command them. Model for them what it's like to be a child of God, to walk in victory. Model temperance. Model patience. Today, we got this ordination where people have to be spiritually, domestically, and morally qualified to be leaders in the church of Jesus Christ. We just can't have superstars and gifted people. We need moral people. We need people with integrity. We need people that are domestically well in their spirit. And I want to break something off. Anybody that's been having challenges in your marriage, in your home, even amongst your people, in the marriages in your church, lift your hands because I'm going to pray for you right now that God would break that in your life and that you'll leave here and you'll go back to peace like a river. You'll go back and you'll begin to model what it's like to be like Christ who loved this church. You'll be like Christ in loving those people and loving your spouses. Father, I thank you now for them. I thank you, God, that you're breaking yokes. I thank you, God, that yokes are being destroyed. And I pray, God, right now, that spirit of the living God would flow into their lives. That a spirit of praise, like old David, like a spirit of joy would come upon them. God, that they will be models. They won't wait to come out when the time to preach. But, God, they'll be out. They'll be in the worship. They'll be prepared. They'll come out. They'll demonstrate a love for God. People will model their lives after them, God. We're to be examples to the flock. And God, I pray that they be examples like they've never been before. Increase will come. God, not even numerically, but increase in the Holy Ghost. Increase in their revelation. Increase in their love for you. I speak increase over their lives. Rebuke every assignment of the enemy and every demonic force that has come that has had leverage in their ministries. We cancel that assignment. We speak to their peace in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. And we receive it now. In, Je in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I'm laying hands and joining hands with this one brother. I need everybody else to join hands. Feel this altar. If you're standing next to somebody, just join a hand with somebody. We're not alone. We're not in this thing by ourselves. We need each other. That hand that you're holding may be the hand that you're going to need one day to just bring that deliverance, to bring that sandwich, to bring that check, to bring good news, glad tidings. You've got to know that God is tipping us together. We're one body. Squeeze that hand. Oh, squeeze that hand. That hand holds maybe your deliverance. Squeeze that hand. That hand may be the hand of the earthly breaker that God wants to use in your life. Squeeze that hand. They may not have substance now. They may not be a big church. They may not, may not be a big name. Uh, but I tell you, ain't nobody always been a big church. Ain't nobody always had a big name. You don't know what hand you hold it on to. You don't know who God's going to use the way he's so squeeze that hand again. Now I need you to be unselfish tonight. And I need you to begin to pray to the, for the person on your left right now. That God would increase them and bless them. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. The person on the end, don't worry about it. It's coming back your way. Come on. Pray for that person. Don't be selfish. Pray for their increase. Pray that God bless them. Come on. Pray that God use them. Come on, pray that God would use them. Now, now, now reverse it. Pray for the person on your right. Pray for them right now. Pray. Pray that God heal them. Pray that God deliver them. Pray now. Pray now. 
Pray now. Pray now that God would move in that. Come on, don't be selfish when you pray for others. When Job prayed for his friends, his captivity turned. His captivity turned. When Job prayed for others, God blessed him. He got a breakthrough. Now, now, let go of those hands. And one more time, let those hands go. Let them go. And one more time, put those hands together. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.